Good morning, my beautiful cherubs. It's me, Cameron, back again with another episode. This one, I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear me. I'm still figuring out this microphone. My sister's the singer. She's the one that is supposed to take care of the microphones. So if you can't hear me, you have my permission to go on to her Instagram and just fill her with hate messages. I think she'll really like that. But anyways, how is everyone doing? Is everyone good? Is everyone happy? Hydrated? I'm trying to get more hydrated recently. Not that anyone gives a shit about that. I'm sorry, but when the microphone comes out, I just started spilling my inner secrets. Um, And speaking of hydrated, I figured we'd start the episode off as we normally do with a little LaCroix, okay? In three, two, one. For me today, it's a hot day in New York City. Um, It's 7.30 in the morning, which... Yeah, I know. You're like, whoa, she's got her life together. And no, it's because I keep falling asleep at 8 o'clock at night. And then I wake up super early and I have all this energy. So I was like, let me put it to good use. Let Oh my freaking God. I'm so sorry if you heard that. But I got no soundproofing as we know. And I live in the streets of New York City. People are feisty in the morning, I'll tell you that. So be on the lookout for that. But today I thought, I was like, what should we talk about today? What's going on in the bookish world? And then it hit me. It struck me. Do you know what today's day is? I'll tell you. It's July 7th. Mm, Does that ring a bell for anyone? I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second to figure it out. July 7th, parentheses, T-S, other parentheses. Did you guess it? Okay. Today is the album release of Speak Now, Taylor's version. Let us snap. Let us snap for Taylor, okay? She's done it yet again. She's literally on fire. And I did not go to her concert. We're not going to talk about it. I couldn't get tickets, which is fine, which is fine. (laughs) It's fine. No, really. No, it's fine. I haven't been thinking about it at all. I haven't been seeing everyone going to the concert and and seeing that it's literally the time of their life (laughs) and like how much effort she's putting into it I haven't even noticed really so it's fine instead of going to her concert what's the best next thing next best thing oh my gosh am I okay I'm not a morning person so this 7 30 a.m podcast before breakfast is really you're getting the real me, I feel. What better way to celebrate Speak Now's release, Taylor's version, than giving you book recommendations based on my favorite songs on the album? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Now, before we get started, I will say, as we all know, I work with Fable, blah, blah, blah. I love them. I'm not sponsored at all. But I just love them. And one of the book clubs that we have on Fable is called the Bookish Swifties. And also we have another one called the Swifties Book Club. And they read books. First of all, they're reading like five books a month. It's crazy. They have like five separate clubs, which is so cool. But they read books based off Taylor Swift songs. 
so fun. So I did browse through their Instagram to get some inspiration and I highly recommend checking them out. They're so cool. Let's get into it. You know, let's get into it. I would say that Speak Now props, I considered my favorite album for a long time. That's the one I would tell people. And it was because of a few specific songs, which I'll talk about. But the number one song on that album that got me, got my gears going, got my vocal cords frying was Dear John. Oh my God. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, I might lose. If I have any Swifties listening to me, I might lose a lot of fans right now. Okay. Because I love John Mayer. Oh my God. I do. And I said that once on TikTok and boy, oh boy, the hate I received, which arguably fair. I get it. But man, he knows how to write a song. He knows how to write a love song. But I digress. When we're thinking of Speak Now, we're thinking of the color purple. We're thinking of angst. We're thinking of mood, moodiness. We're thinking of femininity. I feel. It's a very floral album. I sound like I'm describing a wine. Um, but you get it. You get it. You know the cover. You know her beautiful mane of hair and her little purple tulle dress. You think of tulle. Okay, so these are books that make me think of tulle, essentially. So the first song that I thought we'd start off with is a new song off the album. It's from The Vault. I think it's from The Vault. Or it just might be new. Or maybe it's not from the vault. I don't know. Swifties, let me know. It's Electric Touch featuring the Fallout Boys, Taylor's version. Now, why, 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 why did I choose this song? Now, the title immediately, Electric Touch. That's what we're thinking. We're thinking sparks are literally flying. Romance is up in here, you know. And I've been seeing this book circulate the online bookish community. And I thought, you know what? This is a perfect fit this it's it's gotta be and it's called business or pleasure by rachel lynn solomon so i seen it i bookmarked it i was like this sounds so cute it's a cartoon cover i love them you know that you're in for an unexpected ride (laughs) winky winky but then i read it the synopsis and i said hold give me more i'm gonna read the description for you it's cool it's like sex positive it's sort of reversing the roles a bit i'll read it to you chandler cohen has never felt more like the ghost in ghostwriter until she attends a signing for a book she wrote love the name chandler for a girl so fun and the author doesn't even recognize her the evening turns more promising when she meets a charming man at a bar and immediately connects with him but when all their sexual tension cultivates in a spectacularly awkward hookup she decides this is one night better off forgotten but Her next project is ghostwriting a memoir for Finn Walsh, a C-list actor best known for playing a lovable nerd on a cult classic werewolf show who now makes a living appearing at fan conventions across the country. But Chandler knows him better from their one night stand of hilarious mishaps. So while Chandler is determined to keep their partnership as professional as possible, but then she admits to Finn that their night together wasn't mind-blowing like he thought. (laughs) and instead of like getting hurt about it you know and brushing her off and disregarding her he wants to learn wink wink he wants to learn so Chandler becomes a little professor of 
of the bedroom, <laughs> of the between the sheets, and the art of satisfaction. And they must figure out which is more important, business or pleasure. Or if there's a way to have them both. Mm. Aren't you immediately just getting electric touch vibes? It's just, listen, it may not sizzle the first time, but that doesn't mean you give up. And I like that about Finn. I already like that about Finn. Finn knows how electricity works. And if the sparks don't fly the first time, there's no reason to not keep brushing the flint. I have a feeling that this episode is gonna get negative reviews. I'm just thinking. And speaking of spark sparks flying, I'm currently drinking sparkling water while talking about electric touch. It's just, it all seems very fitting. So that's the first book. And I don't know if you know Rachel Lynn Solomon. She is a well-known romance author. She wrote Weather Girl, Today, Tonight, Tomorrow, I think was like one of her bigger ones, and The X Talk. You can expect a great damn book from her, a great romance. I think she knows how to write tension really well. Um, And they're cute. And um, they're educational. So that's my first book recommendation for Speak Now, Taylor's version. Next book that we're going to talk about. I've had this one on my shelf for a while because I received an ARC copy or an advanced reader copy, which very fortunate too. And I've already seen the, the mumblings and the grumblings about this book and how good it is. And immediately the first sentence, I feel like you're going to blow your, it's going to blow your mind. Now, this book, I don't I know how to tease you. I feel like you're just on the edge of your seat. You're like, what is she talking about? And I'm going to tell you right now. It's Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. And for this book, I chose Sparks Fly. Why, 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 you ask? Well, we've got two young journalist rivals. Uh-huh. Immediately the sparks are flying, okay? Zzz, the tension is off the hooks. You had to choose an enemies to lovers trope when talking about sparks fly. This book is, I believe this book is YA. It's sort of marketed as shadow and bone meets lore. Immediately anytime I see anything with Leo Bardugo, I want in. As we know, or maybe you don't know, but Lee Bardugo is one of my all-time favorite authors ever to be created. And I think the day she was born. So, <laughs> off track. Let's get into Divine Rivals. I'm so excited to read this. I haven't read it yet, full disclosure. But like I said, I have it. And I'm looking on Goodreads right now. And it got 14,000 reviews and a 4.38 rating. So, seems pretty good to me. Divine Rivals is about when two young rival journalists find love. Through magical connection, they must face the depths of hell in a war among gods to seal their fate forever. After centuries of sleep, the gods are warring again. But 18-year-old Iris Winnow just wants to hold her family together. Her mother is suffering from addiction. Her brother is missing from the front lines. Her best bet is to win the columnist promotion at the Oath Gazette. To combat her worries, Iris writes letters to her brother and slips them beneath her wardrobe door, where they vanish into the hands of Roman Kit, her cold and handsome rival at the paper. Sorry, pause. Roman? You know he's hot. 
What a fantastic name. I'm getting shivers over here, people. It's 90 degrees and I'm shivering. When he anonymously writes Iris back, the two of them forge a connection that will follow Iris all the way to the front lines of battle for her brother, the fate of mankind, and love. I love books like this. I love authors who write fantasy. I'm just... I'm in awe of them to create this whole world and then a love story in it. It's just so commendable. So this is one of my top books on my TBR. And I thought, you know what? I thought, let me read a quote from it. Let me read a quote from it to get you even more excited than you already are. In the meantime, this is the quote, quote. In the meantime, I hope you will find your place wherever you are. Even in the silence, I hope you will find the words you need to share. Immediately, my heart was struck. And you know how else my heart is struck? Mm, Taylor Swift songs. So it just, it seemed fitting. Cause I see sparks fly. <sighs> Do you get it? <laughs> Do you get it? That's Sparks Fly. So that's two. Back to December and Sparks Fly. Check, check. Next one. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's go with Enchanted. So this is a recommendation I did get from the bookish Swifties. I know this is their July read, I believe. And their club like votes on which book they feel fits the, the Taylor Swift song. So I just felt like obviously they would know if multiple Swifties are voting on this book to be Enchanted, then we got to trust them. And this one is called That Summer Feeling by Bridget Morrissey. I was enchanted to meet you now this is taking a spin off of a contemporary summer romance it's turning it on its head but it's still cute and fluffy and soft like a marshmallow I mean I just think this is going to be sort of a feel-good book it's a second chance romance and it's fun. I was reading the description it's such a fun little twist let let me tell you about it um, so it turns out you're never too old for a summer camp romance or a change of heart when a divorced woman attends a sleepaway camp for adults only, which does that exist? Because I have never been to sleepaway camp. I actually used to, I couldn't even handle a sleepover across the street. So I was always picked up before the clock struck midnight. Garland Moore used to believe in magic optimism, whatever. She was married to her husband, but then her husband surprised her with divorce papers over Valentine's Day dinner. So now she doesn't really know what to believe anymore and doesn't believe in love. I feel like that's a normal reaction. So when her new friends invite her to spend a week at this reopened sleepaway camp for adults, she and her sister decide, you know what, we're going to do it. We're going to get this kind of summer getaway that we never had as kids and um, maybe something will happen. I don't know. It's a chance to let go of her past and start fresh. So then she gets there, okay? And who does she run into? She runs into Mason. 
the man she had a premonition about after one brief meeting years ago. What are the odds? Um, no matter how hard she tries to run, the universe appears determined to bring love back into Garland's life. That's when she's roomed with Mason's sister, Stevie, a vibrant former park ranger who is as charming as she is competitive as she is beautiful. The more time Garland spends with Stevie, the more the signs confuse her. The stars are aligning in a way that Garland could never have predicted. And amid the moonlight dances and camp tournaments and competition and mud and passion and I was enchanted to meet you. Garland is pulled towards the beautiful outdoors woman who makes her laugh and swoon. But summer camp doesn't last forever. But if Garland can learn to trust her heart, the love she finds there just might. It just might last forever. And that is the summer feeling. Um, so cute. This is a sapphic romance. And it's gotten pretty good reviews. This is this is new. I came out May 30th. And um, it's gotten good reviews. And the Bookish Swifties are reading it. And they know best. So we listen to the Bookish Swifties. Also, the cover is just... It's so cute, and it's so reminiscent of summertime as a child, or at least the idea of that, because I can't say that mine was exactly like that, because I hated outdoor sports and outdoor activities in general. I hated going to camp, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the idea of a camp romance is cute, but thinking about camp brings me back to a dark time. Nothing happened, I just hate movement. And camp, you're expected to move. And I hate competition more. Like, competition is probably my biggest fear. Like, I hate competition. You know what? People at camp, they they seem to thrive off of it. Their blood beats for competition. So, I didn't really get along with a lot of people at camp. I was, a, I was more on my own. <laughs> but I'm sure that that summer feeling by Bridget Morrissey will not leave you feeling like that so don't you even worry you can ignore everything I just said it's a chance to redeem that okay okay I saved face the next book I really think this is a great match I'm pretty proud of this one but we've got haunted let me sing a line just in case you don't know you and I walk a fragile line. I have known it all this time, but I never thought I'd see it live to see it break. Okay, you get it. That's Haunted by Taylor Swift. It's a very angsty, dark song. It's just, it's grimy, you know? It's, it's ruthless. And what book is more ruthless than Legend Born? By Tracy Dion. This is your dark academia, magic, romance. It's a YA fantasy and it's glorious. And I'm going to read you the description because um, I'm just really bad at summarizing. Let me know if you prefer my own summary, but I feel like I always miss the crucial things that draw people in. So I'm just going to read it. After her mother dies in an accident, 16-year-old Bree Matthews wants nothing to do with her family memories or childhood home. A residential program for bright high schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill seems like the perfect escape until Bree witnesses a magical attack, her very first day on campus. A flying demon feeding on human energies, a secret society of so-called legend-born students that hunt the creature down, and a mysterious teenager mage who calls himself 
a Merlin who attempts and fails to wipe Bree's memory of everything she saw. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're getting Lee Bardugo's ninth house, which is an adult fantasy. You're getting Percy Jackson. The minute I think of a flying demon, I think of Percy Jackson. It's like, it's a phenomenal book. And the romance, there's romance, there's romance, there's blood. There's more serious topics about race, about academia, about gender. It's just a phenomenal book and lucky for you it's a series uh, i think they call tracy calls it a cycle fact check me on that and i love books that take place at colleges and then you find out that the author went to that college because i just feel like they're really speaking from the heart and they they're putting their own experiences into it and i know lee bardugo did that for yale because i was like wow she really has an understanding of yale and not even just yale but the underground workings of Yale, just like uh, Tracy does UNC Chapel Hill. It goes beneath just the surface level of knowing about Yale, knowing about UNC, like we all do. But it's just a more intimate understanding of how those schools work, which I really like. I love when books take place at colleges that are real. This book is sort of, it's a spin-off of the Arthurian legend of, you know, King Arthur's Knights and a magical war is coming and... She fi Brie finds out that there's more to her mother's death than what the police report originally led her to believe, and she'll do whatever she takes to find the truth, and she recruits Nick, a self-exiled legend born with his own grudge against the group, and their reluctant partnership pulls them deeper into the society's secrets. Oh, Does that not make you foam at the mouth? When I hear the word society secrets, oh, that is just, that is just music to my ears. That is sugar to my tongue. I love a secret society. And actually, please DM me any secret society book recommendations you may have because I go bonkers for them. I go crazy. I go zany. I go wild. I love. Okay. Wow. Wow. That was a lot. That was a lot. Okay. And now for my last book recommendation, which is a bit of a spin from Legendborn. So get your mind. Let's cleanse our mind. Let's do a palate cleanser. What should our palate cleanser be? Let's talk about shows. Let's, I'll tell you a show I've really been liking as a palate cleanser. And that is The Bear. Holy mother of fucking shit. I am actually rabid. I go, I'm rabid. The way that... I've never been to France, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Eiffel Tower with Chef Carmi and Chef Luca, <laughs> if you catch my drift. I mean, they're tattooed. They're serious. They're passionate. They're talented. It takes place in Copenhagen. I've never been. I hear it's cold there, and yet, and yet my blood's on fire. I'm boiling over here. And you best bet that I've already started drafting book two that I'm writing. And you know it's a chef romance. I'll probably dedicate a whole episode to that while we start drafting and plotting the book, because I think it'd be fun to do it with you all. But just know it's completely inspired from the bear, because I was actually set on fire when I, when I saw that show. I was... Someone set me on fire, and I have not been extinguished since. Palette cleanser over. Cool. Boom, bam. 
Now let's move on to Taylor Swift, shall we? The last book recommendation is for my favorite song off the album, which is Dear John. Now this, like we said, this is, this is, um, not only is it sort of hypocritical because I love John Mayer, but it's a bit uh, ironic, you know, but that's me. I'm, I'm an enigma. <laughs> I'm, I'm different. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in, you know? So yeah, I, I love that song and I like John Mayer and I hate John Mayer at the same time because I'm just complex. And for Dear John, I wish that I could come up with a new book that maybe some of you haven't read, but it just had to be this book for me. Um, It's Conversations with Friends with Sally Rooney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is probably one of my all-time favorite books ever, ever to be written, which is funny because Normal People by Sally Rooney, which is arguably her more popular book, is not my fave at all. I did not vibe with the book, and yet the TV show was fantastic. But Conversation with Friends, it holds a really special place in my heart. I cry. I cry so much. Even thinking about it, I just feel like crying. And if you don't know, it's about Francis. It takes place in Ireland, first of all, at Trinity College, where most of her books take place. Another college setting with a college that the author went to because Sally Rooney went to Trinity. I freaking love that. I didn't even know that I gravitate towards those so much. But Frances is a 21-year-old cool-headed and darkly observant college student and she's got a best friend who she used to be in a relationship with named Bobby. They were lovers at school. The two young women now perform spoken word poetry together in Dublin where a journalist named Melissa spots their potential. Francis is immediately sort of turned off by this journalist, um, Melissa. She's hesitant. She thinks she's sort of a, a fraud, you know, someone who has an air of sophistication about them, but wants you to know that. You know, it's not authentic. They're putting on an act. They want you to see them in a certain way. And she, Francis resents that. So not immediately drawn to to Melissa, but Melissa is a rich woman and invites them to her house um, to learn more about their poetry, yada, yada, yada. And that's when Francis meets Nick, who is Melissa's man. And immediately you're like, oof, something's about to go down. But she does save face because... You know, Melissa has had affairs in her relationship, has been the one to initiate affairs. So it seems justified that Nick can do the same with Francis. But it's a really hard read for me. It um, really like it spoke to some of the darker thoughts that I think maybe a lot of young women have about self-image. It really um, their love is so toxic. It really is uh, horrible, but it's so real and realistic. And um, it's just, it breaks my heart every time. The show sucks ass though, I will say. I tried to rewatch it the other day um, because it was made from the same people who made normal people. But geez Louise, they really screwed that. And connection to Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's ex beau who I don't think we like, Joe Alwyn, was in conversations with friends. And he sucked if he did anything bad to Taylor Swift. 
And if not, he did adequately. I'm going to read you a quote from Conversations with Friends because how can I not? Her Sally Rooney's words just, they're just always floating in my brain on a constant constant basis here's the quote gradually the waiting began to feel less like waiting and more like this was simply what life was the distracting task undertaken while the things you are waiting for continues not to happen oh like who who knows how to put that into words who knew that that was even a feeling that could be articulated oh that's right sally rooney does and i just feel like dear john is a song really about first of all an age gap romance which francis and nick are you know there is a power play at hand um an unfair power play it's just it's about heartbreak it's about pain but love but stupidity and thinking you know someone when you don't really thinking you know yourself and you don't oh my gosh it's just it's glorious it's really great so that's my last book recommendation that's all she wrote you know those are my book recommendations for speak now taylor's version i'm actually gonna go to the gym now and listen to the whole album um there's so many songs that she has from the vault let's see how many electric touch when emma falls in love i can see you castle crumbling foolish one timeless i'm so excited um so yeah everyone happy happy listening day hope you like these book recommendations um if you have any that remind you of any other taylor swift songs love to hear it um yeah i'm i'm always down thank you so much for listening everyone i love you all the most i hope you keep reading i i was gonna say i hope you keep it weird but that just i can't say that because that's morbid's catchphrase we should come up with a catchphrase we'll have a think on it if you have any recommendations let me know but as always you can find me on the chamber of secret books on instagram or chamber of secret books on tiktok where you know just updating you about my life book recs you name it we got it and now we're signing off peace out and read on everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.